0: Want to start editing your audio and video, but just don't have the time? Try Descript. Descript's an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as using a Word doc. You upload your recordings straight into Descript, or you can record straight into Descript. It instantly transcribes your file into text, and then you can tweak it with the text or using the media clips. Edit out filler words and silent gaps with a single click. Uh, You can record your screen and webcam presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before publishing. Using pro features such as non destructive multi track editing, live collaboration, auto captioning, exports, and much more. Descript is what I use when I edit my podcast. Not that I edit my podcast. I've got an affiliate link in the description below. This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. Hey, how's it going? Today I want to go over a couple products. I wanted to talk about my Stars Without Number game. And I wanted to uh, maybe talk a little bit about what's in your DM kit. <coughs> so one of the first two products I want to go over is Machinations of the Space Princess. I saw this somewhere. I don't know. It's kind of old. 2013. So yeah, it's like nine years old, but I had never seen this before. It's got art by Satine Phoenix and it's written by James... Desborough, which I believe is her husband. They... I I, I think they did this in part to kind of separate themselves from the Laminations crowd when all that badness fell out. I'm not sure what was going on in 2013 though, so so I don't know exactly... I don't know why this was written. (laughs) Let's let's just go ahead and say that. But it is based on Lamentations of the Flame Princess, which is based on Basic Expert. So it's pretty... It's pretty simple as systems go, but it has a lot of detail. As we can see here, let's see. So starting from Kick-Ass Heroes, which is page 11, it goes all the way to Psionics on page 124. That's like 100 pages of rules. Now, a lot of that is combat. And actually, no, a lot of it is not combat. Combat starts at 110. Then it goes into ship and vehicle combat. And then it goes into making a business business and then there's four pages on psionics which is the magic system it looks like where the bulk of this is is in character creation kick-ass heroes we've got 60 pages here and half of that is boldly going which is i believe how you adventure so the thing i really wanted this for was the setting and i was hoping that there were quite a few tables in there but there's not so i there is a section in here called a trillion trillion worlds and let's see how do i jump to pages there we go that is page 169 approximately so here we go a trillion trillion worlds there is a d100 table on uh, plot hooks there is a d8 table on system stars there is a simple system for a simple system generator a simple system system Um, a simple system generator that and then there's a d8 table for stars it's kind of cool i can highlight there is a 2d8 for planetary size uh, let's see so half of that is nine so a large rocky planet looks like to be what the normal is rocky mega planet huh gas giants there is a moons set into this table i still i still haven't found a good kind of world table this goes on single environment planets which I think is what I've settled on. I haven't quite decided yet. Maybe one or two environments, because that will keep us jumping from planet to planet to planet. And as long as we're not staying on the same planet for too long, the single environment shouldn't affect anything. I will talk to my players, though, probably eventually, and uh, decide on that. There is a quick planetary government style of rule and the party of rule, left versus right, kind of. I guess that's not a party. That's uh, values, I guess. And then... Party, planetary allegiance there's a small planetary allegiance table uh, religion population religiosity and cosmopolitanism cosmopolitanism and these are all very very much more simple than the these are all very much more simple than the traveler system but they do recommend if you want something a little more complex to go and grab traveler and use that again i'm I'm pulling all these tables together and eventually I will make something that I like for myself. There is a sample adventure in here that we're going to skip past. There is a bestiary, random trait generation, and there are a hundred traits in here. Maybe not. Maybe more than a hundred traits, huh? So there's 200, uh, not two, not quite 200, what, maybe 150? What's uh? 27 minus 100? 73 so 146 different ones oh my god that's still so many different traits appearance table for random aliens carousing tables i do like this very detailed carousing table you basically roll a d100 and then um, another die and check to see what happens there so there's a lot more options i know jeff rents i'm in the d5 table that it was based on jeff rents it's there's, uh, I mean, there's less than 20 options on there. So let's look at the Dungeon Masters guy one here. Oh, it's a percentage dice, but still there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different choices. So in the DMG, which is based on Jeff Rent's carousing table, there are seven different choices. And I mean, they're pretty simple. I don't know. I mean, they could be fleshed out. Let's see, you're jailed, which goes away when you're level 10 because you had your level. Uh, strange Place and Been Robbed, which goes away when you, you're at 20th level. You make an enemy caught up in a whirlwind romance, which is it's only 10%. So that should like every every 10 times you should uh, get caught up in a romance. Uh, modest winnings, modest winnings, uh, small fortune. Yeah, it's 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 all right. I think that I I like this one a little better. Like I said, it's it's broken up into more than 10 sections, Sections look like. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, let's read them. Acquiring treasure, battling, being captured, blindly intoxicated, boasting of future exploits, causing criminal damage, challenging others, discovering unexpected possessions, donating to others, embarrassing yourself, joining company, experiencing befuddlement, experiencing theft, gaining body art, gambling. Gathering followers, indulging indulging poor taste, insulting others, investing wisely, running up debts, going off, and roll twice. That is 21 different, no, that's 26 different categories, I think. And then each of those is, almost all of those are divided into at least a d4. So this will be the carousing table I will most likely use. I will probably edit it a bit, but not much. Species traits going into depth here. Again, there's like several hundred of these, and that is it as far as tables go. Oh, nice, look at this. There's a section in the index that has tables. So, oh, age effects, interesting. Appearance, basic armor, basic clothes, combat, weapons, basic force fields, ranged weapons. There's carousing, diseases, drugs, enemy, exotic star colors. Anyway, so this has got a lot of the theme that I like and have been leaning towards recently. So if I I just wish character creation were a little more simple, it is fairly simple, but everybody needs the book to do it. So it's not, it's not something that I want in my DM kit, which we'll talk about later. It's, I mean, I think you could make a character in five minutes the Warriors might take a little longer, and the Psionic might take a little longer. But once you've made a couple of them, I think that it would, it would be alright. And I thought there were four classes. Let's see. Expert, Killer, Psion. I guess, yeah, Killer is the Warrior. Psion. I thought Killer was the Skill Monkey. But Expert... Oh no, Scholar. There's another one, huh? We're Scholar? There we go. Scholar... And that's it. Okay, psionic has a d100 cable of your witch mark, which can be used for all kinds of cool things. Yeah, so the scholar is the, I I mean, the expert, maybe? (laughs) Because they don't get spells, right? They just get skills. So that is more of the thief. It's odd that they called the warrior the killer, because that sounds more like a thief, right? And the expert, well, the expert gets a lot of skill. So what is the difference between the expert and the scholar? Archaeologist, consulting detective, espionage expert, librarian, med scientist, mad scientist, researcher, savant, technician, tomb, tomb do and the expert chancellor or chancer, con artist, duelist, engineer, fence, gambler, hotshot pilot, musician, sniper, thief. So I mean It's kind of the expert divided in half, maybe. All right, let's see. D6, attack bonus is plus one. Skill points is four. D6, oh, plus one D4, what? Yeah, so Scholar gets... Scholar is less combative, less healthy. (laughs) Less, Less hit points and less skill points, too. So I'm not exactly sure what the Scholar gets that... I mean... Oh, okay. Skill points in every man, general and scholastic skills. So the expert probably can't do scholastic. Scholastic, right? Skill points in any skill tech category except scion or scholar. Okay, so scholar gets scholar skills. We can go check out what those are. Here is there a just a skill list here? Exotech, experimental tech, hacker, computer. Okay, so that they're more of the I, I want to say mage, but not mage. So they are. More of an intelligence-based character, yes, right. Then the expert is more of a combat-based character, maybe, combat slash skill monkey. And this is just a skill monkey. Some really good art in here. Satine Phoenix did all the art. I love it. At every the bottom of every page has a little quote, and it's something to do with the setting. And that is really all that's about the setting. There's like a ten pages, maybe I think, on on the setting, but it's very he goes into it, and it's a very implicit setting. Putting all these things together, what you get is the setting instead of 20 pages on the setting. Which I like a lot. I like detailed settings as well. Worlds Without Number has a super detailed setting. Stars Without Number has a super detailed setting. And there's actually an atlas coming out for Worlds Without Number it's just kick- kickstarted. I'm kind of excited to get my hands on that just because I like the world so much. And there's a lot of good ideas in there. But aside from that, I'd rather have an implicit setting. I know with Worlds Without Number, I had this setting in my head that I was gonna run and I was just gonna use the system. I was reading worlds without number and I, I was like, well, the, the, the description of the settings, not too long, so I guess I'll just read it. And I flipped from, wanting to use my own setting to wanting to use that setting that it 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 was so so good i I really like it stars without number is a lot more vague but it's got kind of it's got a setting right there is the scream i think it's called where everything kind of stopped and then restarted so there's the tech that was previous to the scream which is higher than the tech level now so it's all about kind of rediscovery of that old stuff like it's it's set up to be like dnd if you like so you are rediscovering fallen um, ancients that had better technology than you, or you know, in D&D's case, better magic. But I would really like to try this system. It looks fun. It's Like I said, it's just a little too detailed to throw around. Maybe it's something I can run at a convention. Arc is a zine I picked up. It is a setting. And let me just read the introduction to you. <laughs> Arc is about dark age peasants discovering sci-fi tunnels filled with dangers and treasures. It's also about life at home and the changes that sort of discovery brings. It's interesting. I I like it. I, I really like the, the science fantasy thing. I like the the fantasy and the discovery of scientific things that just don't quite fit into fantasy. And they make everything more unique, right? I like, I like the scientific better than the magic items. Although I do enjoy magic items. So there is the megastructure. There are inhabitants. Uh, there are reasons for exploration. And there is a small setting one, two, three, four, five, six bullet points of setting. I really like this format. It's it's very light on setting. There's no rules in this. Uh, A lot of the I'm sorry, there's no system in this. A lot of the zines I've been picking up lately have their own system integrated into it. And as I mean, it's all right for if you were just going to drag that around and play it, but I've already kind of got systems that I like. I don't necessarily want a zine with a system in it. I really like the way this is set up. Basically, you can go on these excursions into the megastructure, and every uh, couple of weeks, the, the megastructure moves or changes or something, so you can't go back to the places that you've been. So it encourages you to go as deep as you can, come out and rest, and go back in as soon as you can. Otherwise, something changes. Let's see here there's a way to generate an expedition. There are depths, and basically that affects how much time it takes, and affects what kind of things you find. So basically when you start an expedition, you roll a d3 to determine, determine the theme of the area, and that is hydroponics, medical, or parasite. And then you roll a d3 to determine the inhabitants, mutant tribes, functional golems, or abominations. Then you... De- Um, determine how many rooms you want and go ahead and roll those up. And then roll a d6 for each room to determine its encounter. None, hazard, inhabitant, hazard and treasure, inhabitant and treasure, inhabitant, treasure and hazard. This is interesting because we do have the empty room on here and it is a lot less than prescribed by Mr. Gygax. I, I think Gary liked one third of his rooms to be empty. And this is about half of that. Now the reason for empty rooms is so that players have a safe space. So if they need to hole up and make camp, they can do that. If they need to stop for any other reason, they can do that and not feel pressured to move on, even though there is pressure to move on from other sources. This is when you find something too big to drag out, you can bury your treasure in an empty room and then come back to it, is is another idea. Setting up a base camp is uh, another way to do it. So what follows now is like 40 tables, 40 pages of tables. And they are, it looks like D9 tables. So this is a D6 plus depth. So we've got, is there, oh, they're D10 tables. Okay, cool. So you could do, you could do, you could just roll a D10 or you could use the depth. I would assume that the higher it is, the more dangerous it is. So when you're, let's compare a lobby of a medical to the research lab here. So what do we got? Lobby is, uh, medical wings are riddled with massive rooms of tipped over chairs, massive reception counters. Let's see, lights flickering, dimmer than usual. Most shelves are empty, but those that are occupied hold half a dozen beakers of glass. If the glass plate's quarantined, the is broken. There's a one in six chance that the vials contain samples of a dangerous disease. So that automatically is bad, right? And what's 10? It's similar to the surgical chamber, but with less golems. So golems, half dozen so three golems roaming hanging from the walls are cybernetic replacement components and see what kind of cybernetics you get nice here are the parasites which is like a i don't know kind of alien-ish thing do, 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 do mutant tribe encounters golem encounters abomination encounters abomination traits and then treasure looks like we've got a treasure type and then what's in the box there is an armory there are trinkets artifacts cybernetics Utterances. All utterances are found hastily written notes in large ancient technical grammars, or in the personal journa- journals of ancient magi. Due to this, there won't be a what does it look like or what is it actually section. What does it do? Target golem, golem exarch, machine, or character with a humanity less than 6 recognizes one object character as a high priority hostile. Target golem, exarch, machine, or character with humanity less than 6 receives advantage on saves resisting utterances for the next hour. So, it sounds like a, a spell, kind of. Idols for 1 to 3 rounds. The Golem suffers D6 point per HP, HD of the caster. There you go. And then Relics and Miscellany a section here. We've got Morale, uh, Reaction Rolls, and it is your 2D6 reaction. Room Depth, Clarification, Utterances. To do do our Steel Speech. Steel Speech is the language of the, the Machine Realm, and it is... You need a silver tongue implanted to... Or no, a steel tongue, sorry. Cybernetic to be able to speak it. Yeah. So all the utterances won't be castable unless you have a steel tongue. And then alternate dungeon design and a tech cult dogma. Here, alternate mutant tribe traditions. And what did you abandon, by choice or otherwise? And it, this is just another thing full of fucking tables, which I love, with all kinds of cool science fantasy stuff in it. So, um... Out of these two, I would definitely recommend Exarch Machinations of Space Princess is alright if you're looking for BX clone that does science fantasy that you don't have to do any heavy lifting. Otherwise, I would just grab your favorite BX clone and slot some of this stuff in. I do I do really like, in The Machinations, the alien list. I think that is the main reason I brought it, bought it, because there are alien traits. There's like, I don't know, 140 alien traits. I believe that is the main reason I bought it, because I thought it would work well with stars without number. I did end up with a couple cool tables out of it, and another idea on how to generate systems. All right, what's in your DM kit? And I've been thinking about this, because I got a box that I want to carry around with my DM stuff in it. And I want to be able to have this box and, you know, show up at whatever RPG thing I'm going to, and someone go, hey, let's play a game. And I'd be able to say, okay, here it is and slap it down. So what I'm looking at at putting in this, I was thinking of like something totally self-contained that I could run a game out of. So I, I think I have a D30 sandbox and Perilous Wilds in there now. I also have, I also want to put a rule set in there. I'm thinking Into the Odd or something similarly easy. I was thinking maybe Karen because I like a lot of the stuff that Karen does to the Into the Odd set. And Karen is very small, as is Into the Odd, actually Into the Odd's gotten pretty big. I want something that it's easy to create characters in. I was going to tear down Electric Bastion Land and go ahead and stuff that in there. But there are a lot of roles in Electric. Not a lot of roles. There, there's a. There are a hundred different characters in Electric Bastion Land, and I mean, the free version has ten, which might not be bad if I cut that down. Actually, take a look at that. I forgot how much. Actually, I think I have it right here. Forty-two page. So I mean, you could probably probably print that into a zine pretty easily. zine size digest. So we got playing the game. We could strip out example play equipment, failed careers, last word. And we got. And then the rules summary. You could probably just use this, <laughs> honestly. Print this on a 3 by 5 card. I have, uh, for Silent Titans, I stripped down it to a, a 4x6 card, I think, is what I got Silent Titans onto. So, I mean, it's, it's not too difficult. And honestly, all I would need is the character generation, right? Don't need example play equipment. Yes. And a couple of these are spark tables. Here's the failed careers. And that's really what I would need. Yeah. So, I think... I think either a stripped-down version of this free Electric Bastion Land, the full version of Into the Odd, I mean, obviously we'd strip a lot of that out as well. Let's take a look. I know I've got Into the Odd in here, and I think this is about 40 pages as well. Oh, that's not where I wanted that to go. So yeah, I think we could probably end it right there, 24 pages. Sample of play after the expedition, enterprises and war, refereeing, treasure and riches. Yeah, I think cutting it right here at 24 might be good. And then I, of course, could take out the pictures two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, bringing that down to 16 pages, that would make a pretty slim ebook or a pretty slim uh, zine. And I can print a couple of those, stuff it in there, and uh, throw them out. Rolling a character is super easy. It is a lot smaller than Electric Bastion Land. The table is, what is that, uh, six by nine? So, pretty easy. So, I think that's probably where I'll go. Um, Like I said, Karen, there's a lot of stuff I like about Karen. Let's take a look at that here. Um, I think I have Karen in here as well. Karen, thank you. And Karen is 24 pages. It's got the principles, which I kind of like. The spells, which everybody likes. The rules, combat, bestiary, 100 spells, and a character sheet. Rule summary. There you go. I, I think this is probably the winner right here. Honestly, if I wanted, I could pull out the last few pages and make a booklet so i can pull out one two three pages there and then three pages at the end maybe so that's pulling out five pages and that'll bring it down to 19 and it would be fine but anyway yeah so this is this is what i'm looking at keeping in my dm kit and then like i said i have d30 sandbox and i have perilous wild stuff in there as well and i was thinking even beyond that, I have have my phone and I can get the internet on that, which I can get my OneNote and I can get my whole PDF library. So I was thinking about what would be the best DM tools I would stuff in there. And now I'm thinking that maybe I don't stuff any DM tools in there. You know, I've got Perilous Wilds and D30 Sandbox, and those would be pretty good in case for some reason I don't have internet. But other than that, I think that's all I really need, right? I need player-facing stuff. I need a handful of character sheets. I need some rules. And I need... That's it. You know, maybe some pencils. (laughs) You know, if we can't scrounge up pencils or dice, I I mean, I would definitely stuff my dice in there or a small bag of dice in there. But I could almost fit this in in my all rolled up. Right. If I don't put any DM-facing stuff in there, I can fit it in my all-rolled-up. Even some character sheets folded in half. I know I made character sheets on three-by-five cards, or no, four-by-six cards. So it could, it can, it can definitely be done. I, I need to. What, I, what I'd really like to do though is get back into generators and World Anvil because with that and tags and a little bit of organization on my part, I could totally just go ahead and use that as my my dm kit right (laughs) i can have my online dm kit and anytime it's open just grab it something else i really like are the game master decks i was thinking about getting one of those printed they have like nine things on them i think let's take a look here you can go into my gm binder does not have much in it at the moment Articles. game master apprentice all right, so it has 14 different things on them. Uh, difficulty generator. I believe this is D10 difficulty. Let's see. What are we getting the highest here? There was a 10. Yeah, 1 to 10 difficulty. A likely odds. Bad, even, and good. So that's even odds, no. Bad odds, no. Good odds, yes. Right. This is... get it, Pull another card. Bad odds, no. Even... Odds, yes, and good odds, no. Dice, there are all the dice on here, so I can use this to roll dice as well. Norse runes, which uh, not so not so useful. Elemental symbols, a random event generator, and that says destroy common government on this card. What else we got here? Spoil fallen network, meet impressive magic, and we can we can even like pull three cards and do it off there. So let's go degrade fallen portal the reason i want a deck is so i can pull multiple cards i i I don't have it set up to pull multiple cards in this and i don't know how easy it would be to set up pulling multiple cards uh sensory snippets so hearing sight touch and smell tag symbols so we've got like a crown heart sun and a direction scattered eye belongings family memento letters picture vr recordings names catalyst let's see what is that portal opens unusual inheritance a portal opens dragon doppelganger witness to a cover-up location and virtue and vice so i think these decks are really cool and if i grabbed a couple of them in print i could throw them in there as well because i really like the idea of using these to set stuff up so what about you guys what's in your dm kit i i'd like to know what do you what do you carry around when you think there might be a possibility of role playing and you're the one everybody's going to look to when they say let's play a game or you're the one who's going to bring it up let me know i'd like to know i'm interested in putting something like this together for me and uh, your input would help me a lot in putting something together if I'm missing something terribly. Anyway, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. That's all for this week. Talk to you soon. Hey, did you know Child's Play helps sick kids play games while they're in the hospital? Yeah, I thought you did. There's a link to donate in the description. That's all the nuggets we've got this week. Show notes available at slackernerds.com. Want to reach out? Send a voice message using the link in my show notes, the Anchor FM app or website, or email me at cockatreesnuggets at gmail.com. Check out my new streams on twitch.tv slash jerry247. As always, you can use my blog at Slacker Nerds to get links to my Patreon and all my other socials. Come join my new Discord server. Links in the show notes. This podcast is ranked via iTunes, so leave me a review and some stars there. Share with your friends or shout out from the rooftops. However you want to get the word out it's great for me.